Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO of the Chamber. Today, we'll be highlighting the craft beer industry in North Fulton. With summer in full swing, the North Fulton community loves spending their weekends outside with friends just enjoying a cold beer. Thanks to the support of the region, the craft beer industry is alive and well and thriving in North Fulton. Our breweries offer a community for people who share the love of supporting local and enjoying unique beer and food. North Fulton is a hub for some of the best breweries in the state, and for good reason. I'm excited to introduce our guest today. First, we have Charles Gridley. Charles is co-owner and CEO of Six Bridges Brewing in Johns Creek. Charles, welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, we're excited to learn more about Six Bridges and all the great brews you have there. We also have with us Andy Williams, who's the executive director of Roswell CBB. Hi, Andy. Hey, Callie. How's it going? Great. It's good to have you back with us and today talking about all the great craft beer that you can find in Roswell. Absolutely. Well, we're going to start with a little introduction, and we'll start with Charles. Charles, I would love to hear a little bit about you, your background, what led to this incredible career path, because we all really aspire to be what you are and what you're doing right now. Well, let's start off. Um, I was born an engineer, courtesy of that uh, wonderful school downtown, the North Avenue Trade School, more affectionately known as Georgia Tech. (laughs) So being an engineer, I always learned to build things, make things, sometimes break things. But throughout my entire career, I was always making the widget. And so I really enjoyed doing that kind of thing. And uh, my first uh, adventure into craft beer is I was doing a lot of road races back in the the 90s and came across at the end of one of the road races, a nice uh, New Belgium brewery beer truck. And so my fat first craft beer was fat tire beer. And that's where I learned that beer could have taste. Hence, craft beer was there. Uh, later on, I also got to spend a little bit of time out west in Colorado working for a, a brewery out there. Enjoyed it. But I realized for me, Colorado was like the beach, a great place to visit. But I didn't <laughs> want to live there. My heart and soul was here in the south. And so I returned. That's awesome. Yep. That's great. Well, we're glad that you returned here into Johns mm-hmm. Creek. How about you, Andy? Yeah, so um, entire career really spans the tourism industry. Um, came out of school at Georgia Southern, really found out about tourism um, through a course catalog and, and discovered tourism and commercial recreation as an opportunity to um, you know, pursue a career in that field. Didn't have any idea existed until that and uh, until some conversations with some professors happened. So I uh, worked in the communities of Madison, Georgia, uh, Dunwoody, when it was uh, recently incorporated. And um, before joining the team at Visit Roswell, worked um, as a director of sales for an event production company based in Midtown, uh, Destination South Meetings and Events. So uh, whether it was marketing the destination itself or putting on events and designing events for the companies that are coming into the destination, I've always um, really kind of had my hands in that realm, but always um, kind of came back to tourism. I love the tourism industry and particularly working for a convention and visitors bureau because, first of all, it gives you a multitude of, of things to touch every single day and every day truly is different, but also it's for the greater good of the community and um, being able to kind of you know, market a destination, drive tourism, um, 
enhance the economic vitality of the community uh, is really kind of what excites me and keeps me um, coming back to it for sure. Well, I'm not sure which of your jobs I would want more because the idea of being the CEO of a brewery is very appealing. And then you, Andy, get to bring in tourists and folks to come visit all of the breweries. So I, I don't think anything's wrong with either of those jobs. I think they're both great opportunities. Um, we have so much going on in the brewery scene, and we're going to get into some specifics here. Um, Andy, I'm going to start with you. The Topside Tap Trail was created by three of North Fulton CBBs to ensure that North Fulton's craft beer culture along the Georgia 400 corridor gets the acclaimed recognition it deserves, along with, as you just described, attracting visitors interested in craft beer to each city. Can you maybe tell us a little bit why you decided um, how something like this, a program like this, was important to the community and what you hope to come out of it? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of different Convention and Visitors Bureau, obviously they respect uh, and they work with their their cities to drive business um to those destinations. But at the end of the day, too, one of the things that makes the tourism and the hospitality industry so strong is the cohesiveness and uh, really reaching a, you know, across city and county lines. Um, for us, this is the epitome of product development and promotion. And, you know, rising tide lifts all ships. And the, the way this came about, honestly, it was really funny. We were at the, the governor's conference on tourism a couple of years ago. And, um, Janet Rogers, who is the president of the Alpharetta CVB, and Jennifer Cruz, who is the president of the Sandy Springs CVB, they were sitting in the row in front of me, and they turned around and said, let's make a beer trail. And I said, just like that? <laughs> and, and honestly, it was really funny because we got together. We had a, a couple meetings, uh, a couple phone calls, and we said, we're going to come up with a name. We're going to come up with a brand. Uh, we've got the product already, you know, the the breweries and the, the brew pubs have invested in our communities and have established their own followings. Who's going to create the brochure? Who's going to come up with the logo? How are we going to market it? What, what is the, you know, the marketing plan and what's the future growth of it look like? And truly within about a month, we, uh, we had this thing developed and, uh, you know, topside tap trail, uh, I, I forget which one of us, it was one of those things where we kind of were brainstorming and it kind of came about, but I'm, we're obviously a big fan of alliteration and it flows pretty nicely. It's easy to remember. And, you know, the top end perimeter kind of working your way from the perimeter area north. Um, that's really kind of how it came about. And so for us, though, we do have this growing craft beer scene. Um, as a part of that, the brew pubs that are a part of the trail offer great dining. Um, the, the brewery scene in the metro Atlanta area is evolving. It's growing. It's developed a, a, a different clientele, a different uh, group of people that are coming into town. But also at the end of the day, uh, you know, who doesn't love to grab a, a beer, whether it's inside or out, out on the patio. And um, our communities have done a really good job of being friendly, whether it's passing legislation, um, allowing, you know, uh, breweries to come into town, passing legislation to allow uh, open carry uh, and container, open container um, on the sidewalks. We really kind of um, embrace that, and we recognize the importance they play in the community. So the Topside Tap Trail is our way of saying let's give them the recognition they deserve um, and let's pool our resources, whether it's staff or finances, to come in and, and to promote these breweries. And, um, you know, hopefully this grows into something big, and we've got companies that are offering paid tours, and, and we're really able to market this thing you know, throughout the Southeast and perhaps even beyond that. So we feel like we're just getting started. We've got a good thing and um, we're looking forward to seeing what happens. 
That's awesome. We're excited that you're bringing folks up up to this area and building the economy, of course, from a chamber perspective. Um, Charles, yours is really an interesting story. I believe you're the first in Johns Creek, the first brewery in Johns Creek. And you and your son have an amazing story, father and son story of how you started Six Bridges Brewing. Um, it's the first father-son owned brewery and the only craft brewery, as I mentioned, in Johns Creek. Um, I've happened to have been there and tried your amazing world-class brews that everyone can take advantage of. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you started and why you chose Johns Creek as your inaugural location? Sure, be glad to. For the brewery industry in general, for the craft brewery industry, we go back to 2017. There was the SB85 in which the Georgia legislature allowed breweries to be able to open up and sell directly to the consumer. And that was huge. And so that started the proliferation of all these breweries that we see around. Uh, about the same time, um, I was looking to retire from the, the job that I had at that time. Very interesting career, but I have plateaued and I'm ready to go. And my son was in the same scenario. He was in a, he was ready to do a career change as well. And we have been joined at the hip. Since the day he was born, we went to a lot of Georgia Tech games together, tailgated together. We worked together. We were homebrewing separately as well as together. And uh, he was ready to do something different. And he says, Dad, you're my best buddy. Let's start a brewery. And I said, sure. Moving forward, we all did our due diligence to learn about the industry. Clay went to a lot of the Georgia Craft Guild seminars going on and providing and getting the detail as to – How do you start a brewery? And they were very helpful in providing resources for those that had not had experience or they had the experience, but perhaps didn't know how to start a business. And so I said, here's good architects, here's good contractors, here's good lawyers to help you through that. In the meantime, I had spent 25 years in business, so I was more business oriented. So I did all the SBA classes in preparing a a business plan. Um, learning all those things and then taking my experience and working it from there. So I handle more of the business, the legal, the, um, the, the finances. I write the checks, pay the bills and that kind of thing. That's what I do now. So we put all that together, had a great team that got us together. And so when we went to the bank and say, Hey, we would like to borrow some money to do this. It said, you guys have your act together. You have plans, you have people with experience to guide you in going into that. And that's, where we are today. As far as picking Johns Creek, we were doing our own um, search for properties and we had to meet certain criteria. And then we kind of conveniently found a possibility in Johns Creek. We did the due diligence of the market and demographics analysis the SBA provides and said Johns Creek was very ripe and said, wind, we have a piece of property with a good uh, conditions to, to lease. Um, The market was right. We went to the city planning commission and we only got halfway into our planning presentation. They said, stop, what can we do for you? And so we just loved that. So we were adopted real well. And then we asked for some kind of way to connect to the city. And they actually came up with the name six bridges. So, and that comes from, there are six roads in John's Creek with the word bridge in it. And so everybody that came to the brewery, we gave them that trivia question. So they're working on that. Um, So, that, that's how we've gotten to where we are today. 
I think that's great. And I'm so glad that Johns Creek embraced you because obviously as the first, you were really the trailblazer, right? Right. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. And, um, and your site's great as well. So, um, economic development, I mentioned earlier and Andy, you, you alluded to this with the trail, certainly, but breweries really do contribute to state and local economy. I mean, that's, it's a business. And so although all of us think it's great and great enjoyment, it also is a business. Uh, we know how vital these North Fulton breweries are to the community as a whole. How have you seen Roswell benefit from the brewery's impact on economic growth? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and obviously, that you know, the kind of the easy answer right off the bat is that breweries bring in a new customer, um, or they take the customer that's already there and they keep them there for longer. And so, for us, you know, we're taking a look at who's coming into Roswell and how has that changed and what have the breweries and the brewery industry, craft beer industry done to change that. So we know we're getting a different uh, clientele now because of that, or perhaps we're getting a clientele that um, that hadn't come to Roswell previous to the breweries open up. And uh, that excites us because the diversification of our traveler and our visitor is such a good thing. We want uh, visitors coming into town to experience all that we have to offer, and the breweries certainly help with that. Um, at a more granular level, level, obviously, you know, you're creating jobs. Um, these breweries, I think, are, uh, you know, even though they could be considered small scale, they employ uh, a decent amount of people, and uh, at all all hours of the day, even. And, um, and so the, you know, the creation of jobs and wealth is something that's economic impact and that's what we love. And then, you know, third, look at the amount of dollars they are bringing into the community. Um, I mean, that's tax generation. Many of these breweries give back to the community. They're plugged in. Um, they do a good job. They're cutting the checks to the local, uh, you know, the kids soccer teams, they're sponsoring local events and contributing in that way. So in our eyes, they're doing a number of different things to enhance, um, and to help grow the destination. So, um, you know, we want to do whatever we can to help them. We want to be able to give back. We bring travel media to them. Uh, we book them for private events. A lot of them offer space. They're available for buyouts. And when you think of it from that sector, you know, outside of the, the traditional leisure traveler, think about a corporation that wants to come in and has a sales kickoff and, and, you know, on a slow Monday night, typically buys out Gate City Brewery or from the earth when they're traditionally not, uh, you know, when open, for example. Um, that's money in the pockets. That's people being exposed to a product that we we get to offer. Um, and then the opportunity for the creation of the repeat visitor out of that from a good experience and and continuing to keep uh, those folks coming back is just um, is music to our ears as well. And that's, that's the easiest um, customer to get, the one that keeps coming back, obviously. Absolutely. And I know, Charles, you guys give back as well. I, I personally uh, have been at your facility on a Monday night when you've allowed us to come in and do our events there uh, as a chamber of commerce and as a nonprofit. Um, Y'all are very generous in the community. I want to let you, if, if you want to add on to that, uh, I know you do many things in the community to support Johns Creek. We do. One of the things that we learned <clears throat> to be successful in anything that you do is not so much what can I get out of it, but what is it that I can put in? And I found that to be very successful, and that's what we do with the community. We we asked to be invited into the community. They accepted us, and so we returned it. We contribute to the, the Safety Foundation, or if somebody has a particular charity that for a good cause, we'll contribute to that as well. And so that's our way of connecting and sharing that we're here not only just to take in funds, but we're also ready to give back. And then we receive so much more back because of that. Just the, the, the thank yous and make it all worthwhile. I think that one of the, um, 
things that demonstrates this is that uh, you've got some big news coming in September, correct? correct. We've got, uh, speaking of your community growth and the buy-in of the community, we understand that you've got a new location coming soon. So will you tell us a little bit about your new location and the plans? Okay. Well, uh, the city of Milton is expanding the Crabapple Marketplace. And um, we were looking around, just looking for future growth, and they were doing the same. And we kind of crossed paths, and that was a very good thing to happen. And we ended up being selected from about four or five other breweries. And so we felt very honored to be uh, selected that. We just had a good connection with telling our story and being ourselves, and our product speaks for itself as well. So everybody enjoyed that, and that works out. So we will be part of that community September-ish. I kept saying August, but reality and life happens, and so it'll probably be more like September. Yeah, that's that's always it's best to uh, to say September, even if it ends up being August. So that's okay. Right. Well, we're super excited to have you in two of our our six cities here in North Fulton um, as soon as you open, and of course, we'll be part of that support. Um, you know, doing these podcasts and the radio show, it's always great to learn new things. And I will be honest with you, I am not as much a beer drinker. My family is, my, um, my husband and my son love to go and they love the craft breweries. And, um, so I thought it would be a fun thing to do to, uh, ask y'all from a personal level, as much as I enjoy the atmosphere and I love going. I just, I don't know the difference really. I couldn't tell the difference between an IPA or an ale or a stout um, other than I know the color is different. And so I thought it would be nice if you could each tell us maybe a fun fact about brewing or about what your favorite beer is. And so, um, Charles, I'm going to let you go first because you actually brew the beer. and That goes Andy a minute here. But, um, you know, something fun about brewing that you tell somebody who doesn't, <laughs> a novice like myself. So, <laughs> Well, uh, one of the charts that we have on the wall in the brewery shows the different styles of beers. And so you say, well, beer is beer. No, there are 20 different family styles. Oh, my gosh. And then there are probably over 70 different actual styles of beer. So my analogy is if you go to a, see a butcher and he has the silhouette of the, the cow or the steer on the wall and you see where it's all diagrammed out as to where the brisket or the flank steak or the filet mignon or all that comes from, he says, wow, I thought beef was beef and oh no, it depends. Yeah. So beer is made of, you know, barley, hops, yeast and water. And so just by tweaking some of those ingredients just a little bit, you end up with you know, multitude of different styles. And so that's what's the fun part about it. And it makes you a, a craftsperson as well, because that's the creativity behind it. So do you have a favorite beer or a favorite style of beer? I'm an IPA guy. You're an IPA guy. I'm an IPA guy. Okay, so that's on the color wheel. That's the lighter <laughs> color. I do. I Did I do that right? Well, ours are hazy, so okay. they're, they're darker yeah. as opposed to, let's say, a pale ale or a golden ale. Those yes. are more the clear and the lighter colors, but it's not on the dark end like a stout. Like is. a stout. So yeah. that's helping me. I, you're, yes. you're already educating me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Andy, how about you? Do you have any fun beer facts or your favorite beer? Well, I can tell you the first time I ever drank an IPA, I actually drank a couple of them too fast, and I was pretty sure I was tripping over air in front of me. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to learn the difference really quickly, um, and that was uh, that was a while ago. But, yeah, I would say what's really cool, it's, it's 
the, you know, I think the way that they're consumed, it's a lot like wine. They'll say, you know, drink what you like. And the cool thing about all these different breweries, especially the ones in North Fulton, one of the things is we have all of our breweries are really, really good. I mean, it's, it, and that's not just us from the marketing arm saying that. I mean, we could take people into any of them at any given time and all of the beer quality is just great. And they're always changing too, based on seasonality, the different variants. Um, you know, some of our breweries might do some things that are a little bit more traditional. Um, and then you look at pontoon who puts tricks and Skittles into their rainbow McSkittles, you know, and, and that's developed a cult following in itself. So I think one of the coolest things about the craft in, uh, craft beer industry is the menu is constantly changing and people can really learn to gravitate toward what they like. There is no shortage uh, in that regard. And so your favorite. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you, speaking of Rosal specifically, um, Gate City, I like their All Deuce variant. I like their Cashmere and uh, From the Earth, I like their Cosmonaut. And so are those IPAs, <laughs> stouts? I'm, I'm typically not a stout guy, but um, for whatever reason, From the Earth just has a great one that, that seems to just, um, I enjoy it really well. But I like a, you know, a refreshing, crispy mm-hmm. IPA, that's for sure. Well, I, Skittles is a new one on me. I had not heard of that. I've certainly um, seen lots of the PB&J and things like that. Um, I think a huge trend, or and it may not be a new trend, but uh, that I see is using the wine barrels or bourbon barrels now to age beer. That's really interesting, Charles. It, it, that's a, a thing that's, that's very popular, I guess. Yes, there are a number of people that like uh, something a little bit different, a little bit harder to get. You know, it's a limited mm-hmm. production type thing. <clears throat> we'll use wine barrels, whiskey barrels. Uh, we've even made one beer with a tequila barrel. It's so good. Oh, wow. It was, yes, it was very good. So uh, that just adds to the variety and uh, the fun of trying to explore and find out something new. Which I think is great. I think it's the creativity and the artistry that goes along with it. And it's what draws people, right? People will drive because there's an interesting take on something. And then they'll spend the day. And you guys um, do such a good job with having things out for the, you know, playing cornhole or being able to. It's really a great networking. You see people talking to one another because I've never seen anybody not happy at a brewery. I mean, you guys yeah. agree. I, everybody's having a great time and yeah. really enjoying mm-hmm. the camaraderie. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the atmosphere is just as big of a part of it as the, um, as the actual quality of the beer itself. And I mean, it kind of goes back to, you've got the kids, you've got the dogs. Many of these are, are dog friendly, um, family friendly, even, which is something that's just great to see because, you know, there could be that mindset that these are alcohol, you right. know, these are businesses serving alcohol. But I mean, if you go into any of the breweries, yeah, people are playing cornhole. There's kids running around. I mean, there's giant Jenga blocks and things of that nature. Um, live entertainment's obviously a big part of this. And yes. that just gets people excited about coming to the destination and keeping them coming back. So we embrace that. We love that. Um, and we, you know, obviously stand by that by bringing our own families in and, and, um, and friends in to participate. But at the end of the day, these are good people too. Mm-hmm. The, 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 individuals that own these breweries and and operate it goes back to being plugged into the community they are just doing great things and obviously we're going to do whatever we can to support them agreed agreed i mean heck charles started the company with his son so it's a family (laughs) affair from top to bottom 
Well, let's talk a little bit about all the folks coming in now. So we are post-COVID returning. Folks are getting back into office places. People are getting back to to going out. And of course, with the uh, CDC new guidelines, um, those of us who have been vaccinated are also able to go around without masks, which is awesome. So let's talk about that return to normalcy or, or what we knew as normalcy. Uh, we know that the service industry suffered so much during the pandemic. Um, can you maybe tell us a little bit about the plans uh, that you have for for kicking off and getting people back in and what we hope will be a, an amazing summer full of fun and, and able to, to spend time with friends. Um, and Andy, I'll have you go first. Like I know that you work with all the breweries in Roswell. Some of the things that you're seeing that would bring people back in and, and the what they're doing to make sure people are safe. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was a tough time. Uh, you know, the benefit I think to many of the breweries is they had ample outdoor space. And so even kind of in the thick of the pandemic, there were opportunities to kind of spread out a little bit more and, and be outside uh, because indoor, you know, gave people hesitation for good reason. Um, I, yeah, I think we're already well on our way to, to bouncing back. Uh, our biggest concern was really during the winter months. Uh, we launched a campaign called uh, Come Cozy, Dine Out, which really encouraged people to just layer up a little bit more, but to still enjoy those outdoor patio spaces that perhaps had, um, you know, heaters, outdoor fire pits and things of that nature. I think our thought process was if we can get through this winter, you know, the, what are traditionally slower months with cooler weather and get to spring, um, things are going to start coming back pretty quickly. And fortunately, we, we really kind of saw that happen. And I think uh, there's kind of this thought process that it's, it's called rage travel, <laughs> that people have been cooped up for so long that when good weather rolls around, it's on. And, um, and I think we're starting to see that, especially with the recent, uh, you know, CDC announcement, uh, the uptick in obviously the vaccinations, um, a lot more people are, are getting those or at least have had their first shot. So people are at a point now, um, where they're, they're really ready to get back at it. And the breweries, you know, haven't really skipped a beat. Many of them have made enhancements. Many of them have taken a look at ways to improve their models. So honestly, they're probably going to come out of this stronger, even as, as much of a pain as it's been. Um, but I have no doubt that especially here in the North Fulton uh, community, we are very community centric and whether it was for locals that were, you know, actual residents of those communities or those kind of in the hyper local area from um, nearby counties, there was an influx of those that really stuck by the local businesses uh, to include the breweries. And that's really what, what helped to pull them out of this and to keep them going. And um, I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. And I think they are appreciative of what these small businesses have done and um, they're going to keep coming back. And I think a lot of people support them by going by and picking up, you know, cans or a handle or any of the uh, the ways that you could buy beer. So we saw a lot of that during the pandemic, too. How about you, Charles? How did Six Bridges fare during all of this? And, and what are you coming out with? We fared very well. We had a very strong following. And so when we learned of the pandemic and going into it, we made the adjustments necessary as by the guidelines. <clears throat> and those people that did come they complimented us as we appreciate you spreading things out and doing things very obviously to say we're very conscious of this. And so we, we were doing it right to begin with. And as the restrictions were being lifted, we, we adjusted it as well. We made sure that our staff was comfortable because they have to interact with the people. We would talk to some of our more frequent customers. Are you feeling comfortable? We, you know, getting a feel for them, but the customers pretty much drove of uh, what changes we did make. And so we're probably like 98% back to normal of uh, food trucks, events, uh, you know, 
We're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> I love it. I, that just makes my heart happy, and I'm ready to be out there as well. Um, I didn't know about the name Rage Travel, so that's you know that's that's good to know. I now right. know how to define it when the sun comes out and we're all ready to go. We got a, a word for everything, it seems like, in the travel industry. <laughs> there you go. Tourism 101. I love it. Well, gentlemen, you guys have been such great guests, and um, I want our listeners to know that uh, Charles did bring some brew with him, so uh, we promise you that no beer was harmed in the making of this radio show show uh both of you i would love you to let our listeners know how they can find out more about six bridges and about the trail so um charles what's the best way for people to find out all the great things going on at six bridges well you can visit our website which is sixbridgesbrewing.com and the six is spelled out and it's all one word so that's our website um we are located in the johns creek tech park and so uh to give within the park we're cat a corner from the new city hall so that's the best way to find us. And our patio area has the lights on. So when the light's on, the beer is flowing. I like it. So <clears> instead <throat> of the hot now sign, hot yours now. is the, yes, I like that. And Andy, how about the Topside Tap Trail? Yeah, really one centralized point. Um, it is topsidetaptrail.com. From there, you will find an interactive map of the different breweries and also a video that kind of showcases uh, what each has to offer. So that's your best starting point. That's awesome. I appreciate both of you being with me very much. And you certainly have made this a very fun event. And I've learned something. So thank you for that. I do want to thank both of you for joining me today. And of course, our listeners for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, visit GNFCC400insider.com. To find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber events and programs, you can always visit GNFCC.com. Until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X.